All right, welcome back to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I am Darlene Childress and I am your host. And I hope you have enjoyed some of the guests that we've had on the podcast over the last couple of episodes. I know that I loved offering that to all of you. And today I am back to to regular programming (laughs) to share with you my thoughts about parenting and how to become a calm mama. And today I want to talk about worst case scenario thinking and catastrophizing. It's interesting to me because I would never have thought of myself as someone who was like a worst case scenario person because I'm usually pretty positive and I know how to reframe things in a way that is positive. And over the last year or so, I've sort of realized that my default pattern in life is actually anxiety and I have a lot of anxious thoughts and I cope with my anxiety by reframing things into positive thinking, which isn't a problem. It's not bad. It's actually a really good tool. And one of the things I've learned over the last year is just kind of how to not have that default anxiety in the first place. And some of that is, you know, the episodes I've done on perfectionism and codependency and things like that. But I do know that it is normal as moms that we sometimes think that like we look at our kids' behavior and we think, oh my gosh, this is such a mess. Like if I don't fix this, they're definitely going to end up blank, right? Like if I don't stop this behavior, then my kid is going to end up, you know, not being liked by other kids or um, you know, like when my son was hitting a lot when he was four or five, um, and I was thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, I've got to, you know, change this behavior or else he's going to grow up and be violent. <laughs> so I call that worst case scenario thinking. And when we are super worried about our kids, like about something bad happening to them, what happens to us as parents is we tend to either overparent. Like we get too strict or too harsh or we're too controlling or we underparent where we rescue and we don't hold them accountable. We don't hold our limits or we're bribe or we're permissive. And that is really because of our own fear and anxiety. And it doesn't serve our kids because in a lot of ways when we are overparenting, we're doing all the thinking for them. And we're controlling their behavior and they're not learning the thing we want them to learn. Or if we're rescuing them because they, you know, keep getting into friendship issues. And so we kind of keep rescuing their friendship issues and talking to all the other moms and helping them out. What ends up happening is they don't learn how to become a good friend. And what is interesting about either doing all the thinking for them, they don't learn, or doing all of the rescuing and they don't learn is that in some ways we almost create our worst case scenario because we're not actually giving the kid the skills they need in order to change and grow and become the person that we want them to become. So that's why it's good for us to take a look at our fears and our anxiety and our worst case scenario thinking and play it out. Now, what I have noticed is that a lot of times we don't really think about what it is that we're afraid of. Like 
we'll say, oh, you know, I better fix this behavior or, and we don't really finish the thought in our head. Sometimes we'll be like, or other kids won't like them. And if you keep playing that out, it's like other kids won't like them. They won't have any friends. They'll be depressed. They'll end up, you know, being on drugs or dropping out of high school or whatever it is. And that is actually like the deep, dark fear that we're parenting from. And when we're in that deep, dark fear and we're afraid that the behavior in this moment is going to mean that the child in the long term is going to have a terrible outcome, then we are going to have trouble being calm about it, right? So what I want to teach you today is how to play out that worst case scenario a little bit more. And that way you can figure out what it is you're actually afraid of and getting a tool to move you out of that worst case scenario. Forcing your brain to think a little bit more about your worst case scenario will allow it to realize that what you're afraid of is probably very far down the line and the likelihood of it happening is not very big. And so it becomes a little bit less scary and less dark. So whenever I'm going to teach you this tool today of how to kind of walk yourself through worst case scenario thinking and how to get yourself out of it. Now, when I do this, what I've discovered is that, like I said, what I'm worried about probably won't happen. Like I go kind of dark and then I'm like, you know, scared for my kid and I get into kind of a combo package of overparenting, underparenting. The other thing that when I do this exercise is that I start to realize that kind of no matter what happens, I will always be there for my kid. So even if like my child is sad and lonely and whatever my worst case scenario is and my fear or aggressive or like, you know, I I used to think really negative thoughts and, you know, my kid would end up in jail or whatever, like terrible outcome. But what I realize is that no matter what, I will always be there for my child. Like I will always love them. Like, like my love is so unconditional that they can count on it, that they can bank on it, that there's nothing that will prevent me from showing up and loving them. So that's kind of a cool thing to come out of like worst case scenario thinking is that our relationship is stronger than this worst case. Another thing that happens when I do these exercises is I, I start to realize that I can trust myself, that I actually have some solutions in my mind and I have some like some agency, some power over the course of my kid's life. Like I can look at my worst case scenario and I start to problem solve for it and I realize, huh, okay, well, there's things I can do and it doesn't feel so hopeless. I don't feel so scared. The next right thing that I'm supposed to do becomes obvious when I am moving from like, okay, here's my worst case scenario. Now, what would I do to solve it? That I actually can kind of see like, oh, there's a solution here. Oh, there's a plan here. So I'm not as hopeless. I'm not as scared. And then the other thing that is always happens when I do this exercise of worst case scenario thinking is that I see that the worst case that I have is pretty far away. Like nothing is in imminently dangerous that my kids have like a lot of time between here, this moment, and then, and it really helps me relax. Like, oh, okay, this is an emergency. 
So this exercise, I, I have it in my program in Raise Emotionally Healthy Kids and part of the club is this worst case scenario exercise. And it's a journal prompt and I'm going to walk you through it. Now, obviously it's a podcast and so, you know, you might need to pause and write these down or come back to it later if you're driving or walking or whatever. So I'm going to kind of go through the exercise and then you can also do it in your mind while we're talking about it. So the first step is just asking yourself, like, what am I worried about? Like write out the problem that is creating the anxiety in you, the concern. So like my kid is hitting other kids. That was one of my problems. And just don't go into like what you think about it yet. Just kind of what is it that is on your mind? Some other examples. Um, I'm yelling all the time. My partner is super reactive. My kid doesn't do their homework. My kid won't eat anything but macaroni and cheese. My kid isn't getting invited to the party. My kids aren't getting enough sleep. All, any situation that you have that is creating worry for you, write it down. Or just right now, think it. Like, what are you worried about? Like, if I were to do this exercise right now, I would still be, I would be thinking about um, whether my kids are going to do well in college, you know? Um, and I would be using like the circun- circun- certain circumstance that they're in right now, like their school habits right now. Now, step two, write out all the bad things you think will happen if you don't solve this problem. So it's like, my kid is hitting other kids. If this doesn't stop, it's going to be bad because, or my partner is super reactive and that means we're traumatizing our kid and, and, um, or my kid won't eat anything with macaroni and cheese. That means they won't be healthy. My kid isn't getting enough sleep. That means their brain's not going to grow. My kid isn't getting invited to the party. That means, so I want you to finish your thought about what it is that you think this scenario means. What are you making it mean? What are you using this scenario to predict the future? What's the bleak future that you're predicting? So I want you to be specific with your fears and you're going to have your first answer come up. You know, my kid isn't getting invited to the party. That means they won't be well-liked. This, or they won't have any friends. Um, my kid doesn't eat anything macaroni and cheese. They won't, um, you know, grow strong. They won't be healthy. And then I want you to go a little deeper and go, okay, so, and then what would happen? So what happens if your kid doesn't have any friends? Your brain might answer, you know, they'll be lonely. Okay, then what happens? Well, then they want to drop out of school. Then what happens? Like, want you to go pretty far into your worst case scenario because we're just giving a little bit of air to it because actually what you're doing is you're responding from that deeper uncovered fear. Like you're not just responding if you're having worst case scenario thinking. You're not just reacting to your child's behavior in the moment because you're worried like they're not going to have friends like this summer. If that were the case, you'd probably be like, ah, they're little. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Like you'd be able to get out of your spiral. This is for when you're spiraling. So find out what is that deeper fear. Discover the root fear. Now, the only caveat I would say to this is try not to go all the way to like, then they would die, okay? Stop before you get there because death is not a scenario we can solve for. 
I want you to like go far in your head, but not all the way because you know, we don't, I don't want you to, I don't want you to trip out too far. I just want you to understand that the purpose of this exercise is that you understand that the thing that you're actually afraid of is blank. Typically it has to do with when they're grownups. So now I want you to do step three, which is solving for your fear. Okay. So what, Go back. What happens if they don't have friends this summer? What happens if the kids don't like them? What happens if, like, what, what would you, how would you handle it? How would you solve for it? You can ask yourself some questions like, how likely is this going to happen? Your big picture worst case scenario fear is probably not very likely. When would it happen? Like, you know, your kid ending up in jail or whatever your your fear is, your kid ending up, you know, uh, dropping out of high school or your fear or whatever your fear is, it's probably pretty far away. Now, for some of you listening, you might have, you know, teenagers or young adults and you're like, no, I'm living my worst case scenario now. Yeah, maybe. So, and you're solving for it. You're surviving it every day. And there, if you are, problem solving around it now, then it's not really a fear. You're, it's like your current reality. But are you responding to your kid's current behavior from fear and anxiety? If that's the case, that's what we're solving for. We're, we're giving your brain a way to solve for the thing that it's afraid of will happen in the future. And when you tell your brain, oh, okay, that's not going to happen for a while, or it's really not likely that it's going to happen. Or I have years to figure that out. It will start to calm down. Now I want you to ask yourself, like, what can I do between now and then to make sure this doesn't happen? Like, what skill is missing? Like, if my child knew how to be nice to other kids, then the child would get invited to the party. If my child knew how to deal with his big feelings, then he wouldn't be hitting. If my partner had a life coach, they wouldn't be so super active. If my child, um, if I was to put like sneaky broccoli into the macaroni and cheese, then my child might learn to get a taste for vegetables or whatever, right? So looking at the situation now, like how would you solve for it between now and when the bad thing is going to happen because most likely you have time. Now, another way to cope with cope with these negative thoughts in solving is by solving the future. Like, okay, what would I do if my worst thing happened? How would I solve for it? Like if my child dropped out of high school or if most of the time people go to like their kid is lonely, depressed, uneducated, you know, some people go to drugs, some don't like kind of this really, really unlikely scenario. And it's like, okay, you would get them into rehab. You would get them a therapist. You would put them in a program. Uh, you'd, you know, get them support, right? If you saw your kids slipping with school, you would reach out, you would get mental health resources. You would take them to the doctor. You might get medication. You might talk to the school. You might get an IEP, if you know that you are never going to stop fighting for your child, you're never going to stop working on them or helping them, that you're always in their corner, that you've always got their back, then 
you can trust yourself, right? Not only do you have plenty of time till it happens, not only do you have the ability to take action in the present moment, but you also know in the future that you're going to still be an amazing human who can solve stuff. So these kinds of things are what we want you to be able to see when you start to solve for your fear. So remember, let me go back the steps, right? The first one, what are you worried about? Like what's happening that's making you scared? What is What behavior or situation in your family is happening? Number two, if this happens, that means this will happen. Like keep playing it out. Write out all the bad things you think will happen because of this problem. And then step three, solve for those bad things. Solve for your worst fear. Now, my hope for you is that you do this exercise and you walk away from it and you feel a little lighter. That's the goal. You feel a little more confident. You're like, okay, I have plenty of time. Okay, it's actually not going to happen. Okay, uh, my worst case scenario is not even like possible. Or my worst case scenario isn't even that bad. Like when I'm really honest with myself, my worst case scenario isn't as bad as I think it is. When I'm really quiet, my worst case scenario is like, I'm going to say something kind of rude, but like not reaching their potential, right? Like maybe, you know, working a fast food job for the rest of their life or something like that. Now, that's not actually a terrible scenario. (laughs) There's lots of people who do jobs like that and are perfectly happy in their lives. So when I realize that my worst case scenario isn't even that bad, that actually helps me relax. Like not only do I have a lot of time, I have a lot of agency in the moment, but even when I think about my kids and what I'm afraid of, my worst, my kids are going to be okay. So what we're looking for is a new thought that helps you feel differently about the situation. Like, I can handle it. It's not that big of a deal. I have plenty of time. I have a lot of resources. I'm never going to give up on my kid, right? Because those thoughts are going to help you feel more confident about the situation and more hopeful. And then from those feelings, you're going to take new actions. You're going to show up in the present moment differently. That's what is possible by reframing your your anxiety. I like to say like anxiety loves action. It's like the way out of an anxious thought loop or a spiral is by giving the brain a solution. And then it's like, okay, we can settle. We've got a plan. That's what we're doing here with your brain. We're like, yep, you got a plan. You're okay. Now, this is the power of having a life coach, to be honest with you, is like, Having somebody guide you through an exercise like this is really, really helpful because it might be really hard for you to either get to your worst case scenario because you haven't really been able to think like this before or your worst case scenario freaks you out and then you can't coach yourself out of it. You can't coach yourself out of it is what I, what I mean is walk yourself through the fear and anxiety into a new emotional and mental state. That's what mindset is, is like shifting from one 
mindset to another, one in this scenario, one anxious mindset to one that's more confident or hopeful. And so that's why being in one of my coaching programs is really, really valuable because you get to tell me like, okay, this is what I'm afraid of. And then I'll be like, okay, so why is it a problem? Like my kid's really hitting a lot of kids. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. So tell me why is it a problem? I actually know kind of, you know, what you're worried about, but I want you to realize it. And then I'll help ask you questions so that you learn how to ask yourself better questions so that you learn how to coach yourself. And that's the power of working with me. The coolest part about working with a parenting coach, well, well, with me, not all parenting coaches do this, but the coolest thing about working with me is that I teach you how to self-coach, right? How to coach yourself. And then I also show you how to do that for your kids. So when your kid is in an anxious thought spiral and your kid is freaking out, how do you help them come to a new mindset? Right? That's like the super secret sauce of all of this is like I get to calm in order to connect with my kids. I coach myself so I can become my kid's emotional coach. So it's amazing when you join Raise Emotionally Healthy Kids and learn these these tools and these skills because you will also take them into your family and watch your children grow and change. And then you actually will prevent your worst case scenario, right? Because in general, all of our worst case scenarios have to do with our kids not being able to emotionally manage disappointment, emotionally manage um, hardship, struggle, conflict, overwhelm, stress, anxiety, right? They, They have all of these emotional issues and when they don't have tools to cope, they end up in their worst case scenario. So everything goes back to how do I raise emotionally healthy kids? And the way that you will do that is by first being emotionally healthy yourself, which means being able to get yourself out of negative thought spirals, which is what today is one of the tools. Because that's why, that's why you might need support, right? As a life coach, that's what I'm trained to help people shift from one set of thought of feel, thoughts, one set of thoughts and feelings to a new mindset so they get unstuck. So that's what I really, that's like the real gold in the programs is of course you're going to get your kids to listen. Of course you're going to get better bedtime routines. You're going to have your kids take personal responsibility, but we're doing that through this lens of emotional health and emotional, emotional well-being. So I know you love it. I know you listen to this podcast because you love it and you love all of the tools that I give you. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear if you're trying the worst case scenario and, you know, if you have questions about it, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Just message me um, at Darlin Childress. If you got this in an email, you can reply to the email. If, you know, you are just listening to this on a podcast, open up those show notes and you'll see a link And you can book a call with me and I'm happy to talk to you about it. Like, where are you? What is on your mind? What's keeping you stuck? What fear is keeping you stuck? What you want to shift, what you want to think and believe, and we'll create a plan to help you get there. So you can book that consultation with me. It's free. It's 25 minutes. And um, I can't wait to help you. So in the meantime, this week, 
I want you to breathe into your fear a little bit, play it out, find out what you're actually afraid of, and then give your brain an opportunity to solve for your worst case scenario. All right, mamas. Thanks for listening. Oh, by the way, this an- this episode is our anniversary, one year anniversary episode, which is so incredible and amazing. And over um, 18,000 people have listened to this podcast and you are one of them. And I am delighted to be in your headphones or wherever right now talking to you. It's just the privilege of my life and I'm so grateful. So thanks for listening and I hope you have a great week. <laughs>